Learning scripture, knowing Christ. Welcome to the Hashtag One Fear podcast. All right, this is the podcast, take one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how many takes it takes. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Hashtag One Fear podcast. It's been quite a while. I think our last episode was a New Year's one, right? Geez, took you long what? enough. Yes. Was it that? Gee, thanks. Ray. <laughs> hey, actually, in my defense, how many times were you supposed to come over to record with us? How many times us? has it snowed? And how many, yeah, for real. Um, that first snowfall, too, was a doozy. Um, that was the day we got home from a soccer game. Like, the rest of the soccer games were canceled. And we got home to our furnace not working. <laughs> it's like perfect timing. Um, so we were playing this game. Uh, with the space heaters, seeing where we can plug them in to to see. To not flip the So we could see, like, uh, all right, that way it flips the breaker. <laughs> Turn it back on. Just try another way. How many times did you flip the breaker? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> we lost count. Well, the the first night it we. flipped both nights. Yeah, it did. Um, the first night, though, it was like, oh, all right, sweet. This is, this is working well. And I get in bed, and I open up my book. And as soon as I said, like, I got two words in and it just went black all of a sudden. Like, I was like, oh, <laughs> and I'm thinking, did like all of Grove City lose power, too? Because that would because <laughs> that, that's how much snow we got. But then I peek out and some more lights were on. So, yeah, we got too many things going on in here. It was fun. Yeah, it was. But a good friend of ours, Dan, uh, came to the rescue. He, he got the part we needed. Yep. Yeah, it was just two days. Yeah. We survived. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been it's yeah. been very very cold in the upper room, so. Yeah, also that like we haven't really recorded because of the temperature is just crazy. Oh, and uh so update on another reason why we haven't been doing episodes is because we've been uh, studying up and researching and do all doing all this stuff, asking questions, uh talking to random people here and there uh, on the upcoming topic that we're going to be series anyway a topic series that we're going to be hitting on on spiritual abuse so we've been working diligently on that uh, I think the two of us on have read together we well we read like four books that were the same like we both read four books that were the same thing the same book or five um, I no longer know <laughs> we lost track <laughs> i think that you've read at least one that i didn't and i read one that you didn't and yeah, then the rest of them i think i'm on like a sixth book i'm on my fifth or sixth yeah yeah so yeah it's taking some time uh we we've been reading it's, a lot it's yeah. rough and it is rough it's it's taking a toll on us mentally and all that sort so yeah we're still doing it though <laughs> But it's taking a little longer. It's taking a little longer than we thought. Necessary um, breaks. Yeah, I was I was hoping like the beginning of February, but I think like by the maybe the middle or end of February. So, but Rather it'll not still rush be February. It. Yeah, we don't want to rush it. It's going to be a good, very good series. Uh, it might be a tearjerker, but it's also going to be uh, a great encouragement and a huge eye opener. Yeah, definitely. Well, not just with our own eyes, but with our with our souls, we will see things. That we may not have before. Or that we don't want to. Yeah. So continuing on, Deep. we have Raylin up here. Sup. 
and myself and, and Danielle up in the upper room. And it's somewhat warmer. Like how you did that, that like 10 minutes in. Yeah, like, hey, who are you? Oh, yeah. Are? So, so <laughs> there's people here. <laughs> um, well, anyway, today we're going to talk about uh, something that a, a friend of mine was like, hey, I have a topic idea for you. And I was like, what? And he's like, how do you work at a job where everything is against every Christian value or, you know, something along those lines, he, he said. And uh, I was like, are you asking? <laughs> I was wondering, like, are you asking me for an episode or like, do you want an answer now? <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a really good topic to talk about, especially especially today because there's so many things that are up against the different values that Christians hold and uh, where those values come from as well. And part of the reason why there's so much opposition is because our values come from Scripture and they come from God rather than our self-fulfillment of, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm human and we've advanced as humans so well that we are uh, well beyond anything. We know so much that what we say is so intelligent. So, <laughs> <laughs> what? What? What world um, do you live what in? What we say is so intelligent that we're so progressed that everything mm. is so good and everything but is But it's good, also so progressed to the point of nonsense. Yeah, a lot of it is. Um, so, that yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. See uh, what comes out from talking about this topic. And here we go. So every episode that we do, we end it every single one. I, I don't think we've missed an episode saying this, but when we wrap it up, we say at the end, Live such, such good, good lives. lives. Don't 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 turn it off yet. We're not done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So every Raylene, you missed it too, by the way. Live such good lives. There, yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right. So that actually comes from First uh, Peter chapter two, eleven through twelve. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. So I want to look at a couple words in that verse, and then we're going to look at a couple other words, uh, verses in the Old Testament and New Testament, one in the New Testament. Um, so, <clears throat> so, dear friends, I urge you, all right? So the word urge, that, that urgency, uh, that it carries a sense of showing an example living in an example like there's this urgency to how we live and he says dear friends i urge you and he identifies who these people are uh they are foreigners and exiles and that's like foreigners as in where they're at is a temporary place and exiles as in it's not your hometown you know that's not the origin of where you originally are from all right. And he, he tells them to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Have you ever felt as though there's just this war going on? Just like inside you, around you, just the way that that customer looked at you? <laughs> I, had a, I had a friend of mine uh, a while ago tell me how flustered she was because it was like, 
way after closing time for what she was doing and someone comes in to uh to buy something and it's like well the register's closed like the doors are getting locked like people are leaving we're going home and this lady was just totally and completely irate like you this poor worker spent her time since like six or seven o'clock in the morning all the way up until four thirty, and you couldn't think of another time to go you know it's like yeah i know circumstances coming and and things happen but there's comes a point where if it was that important that you bought that item that was not life sustaining <laughs> then um maybe it's really not the workers so stop taking it out on them so like yeah there's wars going on that are waging constantly there's going to be people that are always going to do things because of what their own desires sin sin <laughs> but it and just like this verse is saying and uh hun if you want to elaborate uh your thoughts on this uh, that he tells them to abstain from sinful desires, which wage war against your soul. I, th- I am convinced that there are so many wars going on in our lives because nobody wants to fight against abstaining. Like they don't want to abstain from sinful desires. Yeah. So I think that this is the first time that the abstaining from desires and not abstain not abstaining from the action that comes from the desire i mean yes you're obviously supposed to yeah but like this starts with desire so we we mentioned in talking earlier that not on here but that temptations come i mean jesus was even tempted but it didn't come out of his desire I mean, in some ways it did. I'm assuming he was probably hungry and all that stuff, yeah. but like... And we talked about it before, yeah. too. Like, he wants he wants his people to be gathered to God. And yeah. Satan was like, hey, I have some shortcuts I have something better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, so the difference would be is I think even the desires... I've heard people say the desires aren't bad because you should desire it. Well, it depends on what it is. Because you can have desires that actually are of God, but that lead to something sinful... Or you can have a desire that does not at all line up with the Bible. Yeah. And I think that Christians have been on a very slippery slope for a long time of trying to make desires that they see people in the world desiring. And they've tried to make it okay for them to desire the same thing. Yeah. And it just, uh, it's like trying to tell a dog, like, it's it's okay to marry a penguin. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did it? Did you did you get the text about the Fursana thing? Were you part of that? Text? Yes, because she you? said a what? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're, so, like, this is apparently coming up and trending that you a have persona. a persona, a persona, instead of a persona. Yeah, persona. I saw something about people was, wanting to identify as cats. Like what? Yeah. Yes. Well, there's there were two incidences, and I think one was like overreacted. Like people said she got fired, but she was like, I didn't say that. I was just told that I wasn't needed. I wasn't welcome. Back. I wasn't welcome back. <laughs> like she could like the su- it was a substitute. She can go sub somewhere else. But I also su- I think that was in California. I think there was another one in like North Carolina or something where it somehow got around that there's so many kids with personas 
that the school had to deny that they provided cat litter <laughs> in the classrooms or something like oh that. Oh my gosh. But it it's a thing. Like it's coming out. Why? That, that there's people that want to identify as an animal. It's, it's and it's like called taking, a fursana. It's taking people like kind of messing around with, they're my spirit animal to totally yeah. level. You know what? I'm yeah. identifying as a cupcake. Oh I can't take it anymore. I, That's what I'm doing. I keep saying I identify as a millionaire, but you know, no, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but I don't, I don't see any uh, litter boxes with money in it. So, I mean, if we go back and we're talking about like identity as Christians, I think we know the. It's not a platitude, but it gets thrown around like my identity is in Christ. But I feel like it's sometimes not actually taken right. seriously. Because yeah. <laughs> like, if your identity is in Christ, are your desires the same as Christ? Yeah. Uh, and I think we've epically failed. And I think I've said this before in another episode that the church has epically failed on teaching on what true desire should be. And I would like a clarification on what <laughs> the definition of desire is. <laughs> um, well, or like how I should we see instantly, this? I instantly want to go to Song of Songs. Oh boy, I do. Just and because I think it's I you. said <laughs> no, not just, no, not just just because of that. Uh, you're like crawling in your skin right now. Um, it's fine. <laughs> okay, but desire could be but something as simple as I'm. De- my body is desiring food. My yeah, body's desiring yeah. water. So is it a want or is it an extreme want? Like where are we going with this whole it desire? Could, it could be either a want or a need. And then where the does thing it... is, uh, like, uh, let's go to the Beatitudes. Uh, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Okay. You know, like, is that something that we need or is it something that we want? Okay. I would say both, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but it just I as an example. To take a nap. Yes. Um, and I I could go for some uh, Chipotle. I was oh. talking about that at work. Do you Sorry, know the one in Butler has a drive through lane? Do yeah. that. Yeah, oh. you just drive through and pick up your mobile order. It's sweet. Nice. Anyway, sorry for everybody out there that's craving Chipotle not, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's it's something that there we can we can squash those desires. So when it comes to uh, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, uh, or or anything for that matter, and we just completely ignore it, we rob ourselves of something. The question comes down to then is what we are robbing ourselves of. Should we? And the the other way, like oh, I'm just gonna take and take and take, and I'm just gonna be a glutton for. Uh, whatever it is, and keep on taking that. And should we actually do that? So desires are something that constantly have to be in check. And as a, as a Christian living uh, as foreigners and exiles, we need to abstain from sinful desires. What are we vying for? What, what do we constantly want to go after? And what should we thirst and hunger for all the time? So then where does that differ from temptation? Temptation is like, uh, I would say it's more circumstantial unless it's turning habitual. Like you can, I don't know if this is going to be accurate or not, but okay. So somebody comes along, gives you an opportunity to have an affair. Okay. You could desire that or it could be like a no. I don't want that. Okay. But like it's still, it's, 
that there's an opportunity and you could be tempted to take it. But I don't think you necessarily desire it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I'm faithful to um, Chipotle. So, you know, hotheads, I'm sorry. Turn turn away from me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the eye rolls. Things are getting hot-headed. <laughs> but a ch. All right, so the rest of this verse uh, continues. Live such good lives among the pagans. Now, we always think of the word pagan as someone who is just not a Christian. They are so sinful. It makes me think of Anne of Green Gables. What? <laughs> the word pagan. Because like, oh, in, just, that, just in, in that era... Like the people who were in churches yeah, were like, oh, yeah. we pray earnestly for the pagans. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I laugh like every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny because that word is so twisted around from the original yeah. uh, the original meaning. In Greek, it's actually uh, ethnos, where we get the word Ethnic? eth- ethnicity. ethnicity. Uh, so really, the, the term pagan is really those are, uh, who are of other ethnicities. Yeah. Uh, and it was generally used... So, what are you doing? <laughs> Kicking the space heater and it's beeping at you? She tripped once, <laughs> ran into the heater. <laughs> oh, man. We didn't even make it 18 minutes and this is happening. Jeez. <laughs> closer. Okay. So, she was trying to pull her seat in. And because they're taller, and she's so short, <laughs> she okay. couldn't. Okay. So, she ran okay. into it. <laughs> ran into the leg of the table, so I went to the other she side ran. and kicked the heater. Oh, now oh, I'm moving. Gosh. Okay. All right. So. You can clip that out and add it to the very yeah. end for bloopers. <laughs> so, so anyway, the word the word pagan was more frequently used to identify those who like lived outside of the. Yeah more main like metropolitan areas um well and it also uh, would have been rural areas it would have just been people that believed in something different Uh, they they would and really it didn't it didn't depend on whether or not they were of us of that specific (laughs) ethnos uh of a you know we believe this and you believe something different It, it has nothing to do with that they would have a distinct belief system um, and really, because it was different than uh, than a Christian, it was considered as a different ethnos type thing. But it it really it, the word pagan really didn't have much to do with the belief system as it did their origin of you know where they where they grew up, where they lived, how they their culture, and all that. Yeah, uh, but live such good lives among the pagans. Uh, um, let's just narrow it down to let's just sum it up among everybody yeah because ethnos really is everybody okay um that though they accuse you of doing wrong they may see your good deeds and glorify god on the day he visits us and that's got to be so hard because you want to do good you want to do something that you know is good but if you do that good someone might say well that's not good that's evil <laughs> And that's when we come and to that's Isaiah. Where, and this is where we come to Isaiah chapter 5. 
uh, woe to you, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's in that in that chapter that's very good. But we're we're just gonna uh, hone in on that one, uh, put the lens on this one, uh, because this is the kind of thing that we see going on right now. People saying that things that are good, they're actually evil. And the stuff that they say is evil is actually good. It, we don't have to mention what those things are. You're probably already thinking about what they are. And some are pretty obvious Very ar- argument. Obvious. But then there's yeah. other ones that I feel like you almost have to step back and look and realize, oh, like we slid into this moral yeah, thing changing. Yeah. And yep. um because I think if every little evil thing out there was very in your face, more and more people would not accept it. Generally, if something is across the board accepted as evil, if it's like, hey, we're trying to make this good now, people aren't going to be like, yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah. I mean. And and really, I think most of it is a result of being bombarded and yeah. overwhelmed with information. We just know too much. And the more that we hear on, on media and in the news, we just, it's just like, uh. I think we don't have to get into the details of it, but I think one of the easiest examples about like how evil can easily look like it's good would be uh, Germans, World War Two, And like when I read about, like when I read what Bonhoeffer is saying and stuff, it's very like, they didn't march into the churches necessarily right away and say, stop believing in God, believe in, in Hitler and stuff. Yeah. But it was, it was this fade to where all of a sudden the crosses were taken down in the German church and swastikas were hung. But yeah. it was like, think, but there was still so many people who did not realize how evil that was in that yeah. moment because it was done in a way that made it look and, and good. And it was so impactful to history that... Um, if you study theology or biblical studies or anything like that, there's almost like this, I don't want to say dividing, but there's like, there's a definite distinction between theology around the world and theology from Germany back then. Yeah. Because it, 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 I mean, things were avoided, but also things were kind of, I don't want to say twisted, but the words were used pretty yeah. specifically to cater to different uh, things that the, the Third Reich yeah. stood for. Well, and, and this is actually a really good example for what we're talking about because we're talking about Christians living in that world. And a lot of people asked, how did churches, how did Christians look at what was done and, and do it and go along with it and not see the yeah. evil? And that's what, um, that's what Bonhoeffer was speaking out against. That is why he was cut off the air in the middle of a sermon. <laughs> Um, I mean, all of that stuff, it was, it was one of those, uh, you really had to decide if you were, it was almost a martyr moment Yeah. because it was going to cost you either your actual breathing life or your life as you knew it. Yeah. And thank God we really aren't there. Hopefully we won't get there. Yeah. <laughs> but that also makes me sad. The amount of compromise that we make oh, yeah. that it's like and compromise is such a big wimps. thing like <laughs> compromise is such a big thing like it's been you know let's just agree to disagree but really it's not 
it's really not a it, let's agree to disagree anymore. It's it, yeah. there's so much division, especially in our nation, that has to do with anything. Yeah. Like, I, I people might stop listening because I said I like Chipotle better than hotheads. <laughs> you know. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's you can still love people and you can still be friends with people that don't have the same morals without compromising yeah. yours. And we yeah. but right now we live in a society that if you don't say everything that everybody does is okay, then you're, you know, fill yeah. in the blank. Lots you're and lots of names. You're a terrible person. You're just yeah. judgmental and blah 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 blah. And you fill in a bunch yeah. of other ugly names. Exactly. But it just comes down to who are we in Christ? How are we to respond? How are we to live? Yeah. And you can love without the compromise. Yeah. So what does it let's try to ask uh, answer the question what okay. does it look like to live such good lives and uh according to the bible accor- or the world according <laughs> well um <laughs> honestly i don't think we need to draw any distinctions because yeah. let's just uh let's look at scripture for what it says yeah. you know um the example i usually use is how to how to detect counterfeit money you study the the original so that when the fake comes you can you can figure out what it is um so anyway in jeremiah and we're going to bring up the that verse i sent you uh raylan from second thessalonians which one did you send me i remember Um, i remember it we'll, we'll get to it okay yeah you'll be like oh yeah okay so anyway um in jeremiah uh, chapter 29, and don't worry, we're not getting to 11, okay? <laughs> 29, 1 and on. Uh, and I'm going to summarize the first couple verses and, and then skip to 4. Um, so Jeremiah wrote a letter he gave it to somebody to bring to the people in exile. There, that's verses 1 through 3. There <laughs> you go. Uh, now, we're going to go back because there's something significant in verse 2 that I wanted to point out. All right, so in verse 4 of chapter 29... Uh, This is what the Lord Almighty, uh, the God of Israel, says to all those carried into exile from uh, from Jerusalem to Babylon. All right, so here's the setting. People are in exile because Babylon came into uh, Judah, took over the land, uh, and uh, took over Jerusalem. And maybe by now the, the temple's done and gone with. And he, Jeremiah, sends this letter to the people that are in exile. You would think that, okay, so since we're the people of Israel, God is going to tell us how to get out of exile and how to destroy the Babylonians and claim victory and give his name uh, a better reputation because, man, our God totally flopped on this part, you know, like, uh, but really it was their evil (laughs) that they were doing. And uh, here's what the letter that Jeremiah sends them says, uh, what it reads. Build houses and settle down. What? Yeah. Uh, just like settle in the land that you're in. You're in exile. Build houses. And uh, it says plant gardens and eat what they produce. So it's like, all right, so it, this might take a little while. Now we're questioning, uh, all right, we have to maybe a couple seasons. We got to have the produce, have, eat, have food to eat. So how long is it actually going to take? And then verse 6 reads, Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. So they're going to be around 
so long that you might as well settle, <laughs> settle down, have a family, start a career. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to be one of those instant things. And here, here we are in America. What do we do to live such good lives? Establish, establish yourself in this nation where you can make an impact, where you can do something that is going to prosper, not just yourselves, but for other people. Because like the verse in Second, uh, in uh, First Peter reads, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds. They're not going to see anything if we're not doing anything. We're just sitting around waiting for God to do something. That we think, I should say, that we think that God is going to do. So two um, good Old Testament examples of living. First one that came to mind was Joseph. And he was accused of doing wrong. Yeah. He didn't, I mean, he, he still did what he could. He lived a good life and the truth came out. Um, and I think of Daniel and Babylon. Like yeah. he respected as much as he could, but he didn't bow to their ways. Yeah, they 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 ate healthily. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a side story. Anyway, um, in uh, the rest of the verses in Jeremiah uh, twenty nine verse seven, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. So where you're at, make that good place. Make that place better. Um, I've always, I forget where I've heard what uh, pastor gave this message. It might have been like one on the radio or podcast or something. I don't know. But he he said, if you go into a place and uh, you don't improve it, then you're not truly doing the work of God. And he said it could be as simple as, you know, you stop to use the bathroom and you see a paper towel on the floor, pick it up and throw it in the garbage. Leave a place you know, or a person better than you left, left them. Yeah. And you, yeah, leave them better than what? Nope. Yeah. But then when you came. <laughs> wow, that was start painful. That, start that over. <laughs> leave a the... place or a person better than when you came. Like, yeah. Yeah, right? Okay, when you go to a person, you impact them so that when they you leave them, they're a better person. Yeah. And the same with a, a, a and an place area. is like yeah, what we were. Place, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That was really hard. If you guys hear a buzzing, that's not the cables. That's my brain <laughs> that's on our fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So make it prosper. Uh, in verse eight. Yes. This is what the, I love that word. Just yes. Yeah. Like you probably, yeah, you heard me right. <laughs> yes. This is what the Lord almighty, the God of Israel says, do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. So when it comes to, hey, what do we do to live as Christians? And we are like pitchforks and everything going on or whatever it might be. This is what it actually is. Have things be prosperous so that others may prosper. And uh, I, I want to draw a line here, though, because there are certain things that that uh, the world and, our, and the different cultures and different morals 
that people might have will say, well, this is what I see as prosperous, where we might say, no, you're killing, you're killing the next generation, or you're, you're taking advantage of uh, the elderly, or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, here's, here's the thing. If it's not something that will prosper as many people as possible to know the name of Jesus, probably don't know, don't do it. You know, if, if there's a chance that we can speak and exemplify the love of Christ, then yes, do it. I don't, I don't see the love of Christ in giving up. And, and I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people will assume what I mean by giving up. And those are different uh, uh, topics such as euthanasia and abortion. And I, I saw this, you, you shared it to me, this crazy, crazy idea that is in, that in people's minds, in politicians' minds, that it's okay to, you know what, the rich families swap kids with the poor families. What? Just so there's equality and all that kind of stuff. Like, really? Uh, like, this This is the kind of world that we're living in that we think that the best idea is to just give up our children to take other children? How about this? Adopt? Um, provide for those families? The means to become better people? Uh, and, you know, provide these... Provide, provide, provide. Yep. Live such good lives. <laughs> um, I mean, and that's straight from the Bible. If you want to argue about that, yeah, you know, where's your Bible? <laughs> um, kind of bringing back around to not liking like, people don't like to not be liked for the most part. I mean, somebody might say, "I don't care if people like me." There's still a part of them that gets a little upset yeah. when somebody doesn't like them. Yeah, but that's why I think a lot of Christians either don't. Maybe they don't actually compromise their belief. Like they'll still believe it. But but that's just my opinion. And I'm going to, I'm not going to say it to anybody because they don't like to lose friends, to lose family, to, you know, whatever. They don't like, nobody likes to be called names. Yeah, and, no one likes conflict. And Except for maybe me. Yeah. But it's, it's more <laughs> like we are, if we're not careful, as Christians, we're starting to adopt what the world says love is. Yeah. Because there's so much, well, if you don't, if you don't like what they're doing, then that's unloving and that's not like God. Well, that's not like Christ. And when I look at biblical love, Jesus never affirmed sinful lifestyles or sin. He died on a cross for it to free you from it. Versus we're trying to say, oh, he came and died and now we can do what we want because he'll forgive us for it. And... It's one thing for the world to live that way, but it's another thing for a Christian to look at their brothers and sisters and say, go ahead and destroy yourselves. Yeah. Um, and yes, there are definitely people that do it the wrong way. So I, I think if you're out there with pitchforks and you're witch hunting and, you know, those are bad things. But if you just state, like, I'm not backing down from this, I love you, you're going you're gonna to get opposition. And you need to decide how you're going to live. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. I'm going to say that I don't think you and I have a whole lot of really good friends because we are very outspoken. <laughs> 
and strong in our in yeah. our morals. I mean, we don't go out of our way. No, no. But but the thing is, when it comes up, it's kind of like you know what, you're gonna it's gonna take a lot to convince us otherwise. And, it's not uh, an easy life, and I think that that's no. the and but I don't I think the Bible makes that pretty clear. It's oh, yeah. not going to be easy, but I and I don't like to always feel like I'm arguing which i don't think i i don't think we are arguing but like there always does feel like an opposition of some kind and i think that that's, that can be draining obviously um and i think for some people they just want to let them live their life i'll live my life and as the body of christ at least we're supposed to help build each other up and part of that is building each other up out of yeah isn't it's, there a verse about judging your fellow Christian or yeah. something like that? That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. I, we're, we're, I think we might save that one for <laughs> the upcoming. Yeah, I had to do a sermon yeah, on that. Yeah. Um, it, well, a verse that came to my mind was when Jesus said, Come to me, and this is in Matthew 11, uh, 28 and on. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest in your soul for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The the thing that we we see is that oh, burden is light, it's easy, but we yeah. don't we completely ignore the fact that Jesus was like you have a yoke to put on. Yeah, and if you know so anything still about something there. Yeah, if you know anything about bovines, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what is used to direct. Uh, and uh, you put that over its shoulders and, and you direct the, uh, the beastly animal in the direction that you want it to go. The thing is, when, when Christ says, take my yoke upon you, it's because we've had a yoke on us yeah. that is so heavy and so cumbersome and so burdening that it comes to the point where it's like, oh, I just can't. I can't do this anymore. And we take it off. And then what do we do? We have no idea where to go. We need direction. We need to know what to do with our lives. The thing is, what, who or what is going to inform us on how to live our lives? And that is why I think for like we, what we said, it's going to take a lot to convince us otherwise because we've seen how living out scripture is so much better i'm not going to say beneficial i'm not going to say it's going to make you millionaires or anything like that but i'm going to say just like what jesus says here yeah it's it's going to be uh you know it's still a yoke but it, it is easy and the burden is light and i don't think that anything else out there that says hey live this way or do this or do that has any help for you Meanwhile, God has said, I sent my spirit yeah. for you. The stuff in the world is, is a Band-Aid. Yeah. And I think that would be the other thing is that we look at the things that people are trying to say. It's fine. We can live however we want, say whatever we want, do whatever we want. But yet there's so much hurt, so much misery and so they almost, they keep adding, well, maybe if we allow us to do this, we'll be happy. And it just, it's this ongoing train wreck. And, and I just think, look to God, 
but it's such a, it's looked at as such a horrible thing. Even with Christians, like I'm thinking, look, turn, look to God. You're looking to all of these outer self-help things and things that the world is telling you will take care of you, but it, it's not. And it's not like, oh, if you turn to Christ, that means you're never going to be tired again or never, but it's going to give you a peace and a joy in your soul that you won't have if you don't look to him. I've never felt more like, I don't want to say at peace, but like calm than I have more recently when I've really just turned myself towards God. It's just been, I don't really worry much anymore. I'm not really anxious. You really I mean, are. I get anxious, but like, I don't know. It's just not. I think there's been a pretty, I mean, uh, for us at least, who spend a lot of time with you. Mm-hmm. There's, it's a good majority of my time. There's been a pretty big change like in in your mental state of how you handle things just mm-hmm. in the past year, year and a half. My first reaction is normally I go to bed and I pray about it. If it bothers yeah. me, I pray about it. Yep. If I know it's going to bother me, I just I – mean, even – I go into the bathroom at work. Okay, I got to tell the people. Like if it's something Should I like – stop recording? Like if it's something that's going to break me, I go into the bathroom at work and I just go, Jesus, please, like stop it. Like help me. And it normally just – it calms me down. Like it really does knowing yeah, that somebody's yeah. got my back. What was that? I, I, I've noticed in you instead of like, oh guys what do i do it's guys guess what happened (laughs) (laughs) and it's like this awesome like god story that's well yeah there was you text me the one night or day or whatever that something was i think was it when i was at work i don't know something your initial reaction is always like panic you're like but then i calm myself down i prayed about it and i was like i'm good Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's become the new process. I initially panic, and I realize, well, wait a minute. I don't have to do it alone. So then I do turn to the number one thing, and I pray about it, and then I kind of just, all right, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You That's definitely like, don't panic. Your panic does not last like, like it used to. So recently, it's not at somebody, the disco either. Somebody backed into my car, you know? <laughs> and, like, initially I was like, I, felt I, so wanted, bad. I wanted to cry. Oh, pre- let me preface this. I've had this car for three months. I worked so yeah. hard to save for my car. It's, like, my, the car that I have aimed to get. And somebody backed into it, and there's a big dent in it now. And initially, <laughs> it was panic, and I was like, what am I going to do? And then I'm like, it's fine. It'll be okay. It's a car. I'll get it fixed. It's no big deal. Like, I, I don't even react to it. I look at it, and I'm like, Tater, I'm sorry. And then I move on. They're made of plastic anyway. <laughs> and it's going to get fixed, so it's fine. Yeah. Are they going to be able to pop it out? Or? He's not sure. The guy that did the estimate yeah. said if it's not able to be repaired, they're going to have to cut the quarter out. And then it's going to have welding, and it's just so. Yeah. <laughs> but, like you said, you've learned your initial – because I'd say even before, you you did get to a point where – you would turn to him, mm-hmm. but you turn a whole lot quicker. Like, that's your much more initial mm-hmm. go-to now. And there's been a a visible. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I like sitting back and watching. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we watch you all the time. Okay. <laughs> I'm not but, surprised. You can see my location everywhere I go. So living such good lives, and I would say, well, perfect. None of us think that we're perfect or make all of the best decisions. Absolutely not. But another thing, Miss <clears throat> Raylan. I didn't say anything. I said, <laughs> I was just joking. Miss yeah. Raylan works in retail, and has a friend asking to come to church, based off of things that she talks about, and. I'm assuming by the fact that you don't like 
do too many crazy things. <laughs> yeah, well, so this friend actually is going to bring up a conversation I had with her the other day. Uh, this friend, um, I don't know where I was going with that. My train completely derailed. Wow. It was like a train wreck. <laughs> this friend has made comments before. Like, she, she goes to the Christian college in our town, you know, whatnot. But um, she's just made comments before that not necessarily the best lifestyle that she could live and she's uh, at one point like you're a better christian than me i'm like no that's not what that means <laughs> but the other night i sent a snapchat of this book i'm reading i was like this book is an absolute mic drop and it's calling out every single christian in america pretty much and she responded with can i read it can i go to church with you and i was like whoa <laughs> i was like whoa so this is what that feels like because i very much expressed my feelings on the snapchat i was like yeah. this is what every person needs to hear and should be scared i was like and if you think i quoted the part like somewhat quoted the the book i was like if what, you what book is it um hang on is it the one you sent us that you wanted to order it was one you sent oh yes okay oh okay okay I, at first yeah. i it thought it was the... one you sent i'm like i thought you wanted to rip that one apart oh, I, <laughs> I still do um it's the unsaved christian reaching cultural christianity with the gospel who's it by and you just closed it. <laughs> sorry i didn't ask the question quick enough dean in sarah i don't know how you say his last name Okay. But okay. Um, Dean. We'll go with Dean. Dean, yeah. Dean. Dean. But um the he brings up Matthew eleven I think it's eleven. It's whenever Jesus says that, you know, people will be turned away even if they say they've done good or oh, whatever. Yeah. Um But Lord, Lord. Yeah, that yeah. one. And I in the Snapchat I was like, If you think you're being a good Christian, please go read and then I said that verse and I was like, And you will be wide awake as to why you're not. Because I'm friends with a lot of people who claim to be Christians, but then yeah. they do what they want. So we were talking about, am I, am I allowed to say Grove City's name? I think by now people know that we're from Grove City. Okay. So we were talking about Grove City's, like, how, like, they're the, the, not the bubble, oh, the okay. college itself, how their rules are pretty strict. But it's like, it's a Christian school. It's like you know what it is. You, you signed can, papers. You si yeah. You know what you're yeah. going into when you go there. And I get so heated whenever people complain about it. I was like, you yeah. know what? If you want to go somewhere that allows partying, that allows this, that allows that, then go somewhere. Go right down the street. You can go to street. a community college for half the price. Yeah. And we had that conversation about where we originally yeah. went because people would complain. I'm like, it was in the paperwork. You signed it. And that's called a contract. Yeah. And, and and every college has yeah, a, con a some co form. code of conduct. Yeah. That you, that, and if uh, you don't like it, no yeah. one is making you pay that much money to go. I mean, Grove City is technically actually decently priced. But, like, I'm like I wouldn't want to pay $30,000 to sit and complain about all the rules all the exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. like, and what made me think of it is how, like, Christians can be viewed as, you know, having to make decisions or, like, how they can be viewed as bad or whatnot. But it's like... Like, for that, you clearly know what they believe, whether you believe it's bad or not. It, like, it's what yeah. they believe. You cannot get angry about it. Like, you yeah. signed up for it. And so. Yeah. Tis true. Yeah. So, um, so we'll, we'll wrap it up with uh, our th takeaways. takeaways. And uh, I wanted to bring, I want to bring up the Thessalonians verse. Oh, Is yeah. this the one about working? It, it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, first or sorry, second Thessalonians three ten, it reads, uh, for even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. <laughs> yep. And, and the thing is like, 
I, Paul was not being mean. He it was, was factual. Saying, he was he was being factual, and he placed himself under that rule too. Because in the previous verses, he he says, "Hey, when I was with you, I worked, and in fact, I worked day and night. And any food that I took from you guys, I paid for it. So we made this rule not just for you guys, but for including myself as well. That if you don't work, you don't eat. Now, why were the people not not working and not doing anything that they were supposed to do?" Is because they thought like, oh well, Jesus said he's coming back, so, so we can live how we want. All for you now. guys, all you folk around here that are going to be left behind, yeah, uh, you're going to need here to take yeah. all my belongings, <laughs> and then you know they're waiting and waiting. Hey, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I'm gonna add. I think that that maybe not that verse, but that concept, I've seen or heard it be kind of misused in the form of people work for something so it's mine and i'm not giving it to somebody else because you did nothing for it yeah and so it it still needs to be a a thing of giving but the situation that paul was was uh writing was concerning people that you know no that's not who you are you know you stop doing what you're great at you need to get back into into uh the routine of what you need to do we'll stop being lazy and glutton well and, and also it's really it's like, oh, you're you're not a Christian. You're gonna suffer. So here, let's try to make this better for you when Jesus comes back. Um, I don't think that's the the mindset that we should have. Living such a good life among the pagans, among everyone, is so that they see our good deeds. And why is that? So that they yeah. glorify God on the day He visits us. Not so they have it not as bad as others. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's so they can glorify God. So our takeaways, for, for mine anyway, what we need to do to live such good lives is serve. Yes. In any capacity that we are capable of doing it, we need to serve. We And serving, this is what serving is. You don't get anything out of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're not, maybe you're you not, do, but that's not yeah. why you're doing it. And, and people are going to see that. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, at, at my work, when I, when I see somebody doing something good... I want to be able to, uh, like, I, my thing is go and tell them, hey, I noticed that yeah. you did this or you did that. And it's yeah. like, they see that, like, oh, wow. I, like, I was just, you know, and, yeah. you know, other ones are doing it just to make a show of it. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> but yeah, that's my takeaway. Serve mm-hmm. to the best of your abilities in whatever capacity you can. Yep. I was going to kind of, that, that was going to be my add-on to the whole, like, living in, in the world. Christians should be the first ones giving aid in whatever form that is. Yeah, and show up. But I'd say kind of a takeaway would be the world is rough. Um, don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. And, like, yes, it it you can have friends that aren't Christians. I'm not saying don't do that, but, like, you can't. I honestly believe you cannot live and hold onto your morals alone. And so find your tribe, <laughs> I yeah. guess. And, um, you know, stick to the Bible, stick to God and don't do life alone. An, an open tribe. Yeah. 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 It doesn't need yeah. to be. We don't, but need, there, we don't need more separation. No. <laughs> there are still going to be people, though, that I allow to have more of me than others. Yes. Yeah. 
I better get the good majority. Yeah. I mean, Dom and your kids. Hey, I've cooked spaghetti for you. Oh, that's true. You I mean, place when on you, my table. That's, oh. but yeah. I feel like when you think about it, Jesus <laughs> had the 12, but even among the 12, yeah, he had yeah. the, the, what, the three? three and then John yeah. was the one that lounged on him. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like a, an exclusive club, but it was, you know, th- there are levels. Um, but yeah, be willing to be open with at least one person. Yeah. You got one, right? They're both looking at me. I think I have to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's your turn. No pressure, but hurry. <laughs> Under pressure, do 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 do. Okay, so can you two like stop? Yeah. No. I'm just kidding. No. You can sing to me later. Okay. Did you want my takeaway? What? I'm not. What? Okay, so this is gonna sound kind of lame, but I'll elaborate. But it truly is to live such a good life, cause like you know, you want people to see it, and when they see it, they're like, oh, maybe I can get some of that, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> sign me where, up. Where do I get me some of that? <laughs> exactly, you know, like <laughs> blue light special aisle yeah. three. Well, it, now that you I say that, that, that that reminds me. Got it. It, was that the. That it for your takeaway? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Mm-hmm. So that that reminds me of a verse in Zeph or Zechariah. It's a Z. It's one of the Z's. Um, where they they're gonna take hold of your cloak and say and demand, take me with you to go to the house of God or whatever, however it goes. But you know that that's li- living such a good life. That's what it's about. That people will see. And say, hey, grab a hold of you. Get in contact with you and say, hey, take me where you're going. I want to know about this real Jesus, not just some pseudo belief that a lot of people uh, claim to to follow and uh, can't even follow that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, live such good lives that people want to be involved with what you are about. All right. Is that it? Anything else? I'm All right. Good. Well, yeah. thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, rate and review this. Uh, give us five stars. You know why the one through four are there. It's to get to the fifth star. So just hit that button. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, look forward to uh, the upcoming series in February uh, for the uh, series on church hurt and spiritual abuse. And any comments, questions, or concerns, especially for the upcoming one, uh, if you have any stories, you can email us at contact at onefear.net. And look us up on social media. And until we hear from you, live Live such such good good lives. lives.